Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowhunting Soul Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Alright, so I did it. Finally, I got an animal down. A uh, big game animal down. I got a pig. I finally shot a pig. Um, first big game animal with a traditional bow. So it's been like a five-year journey. And uh, yeah, it was it was, um, it was was something. It was uh, very much, uh, I, I don't know what the word is, like, you know, like, like finally, finally, you know, it, it, it's after all this time and some failures and trials and tribulations I was I was able to finally do it so this came about with a, um, uh, a call or a text from uh, Jim Desias and uh, he's living in North Carolina now I've hunted hogs with him in Florida he's he, he moved to North Carolina about about a year ago maybe I think maybe not that long but um, he said uh, I think J- June when was it it was June 8th I think it was when he when he texted me he said hey uh, I'm booking a hunt in uh, Georgia for hogs. I know it's last minute. Do you want to go? Oh, by the way, it's in like a week and a half. And I'm like, oh crap. Okay. So quick talk with the family unit there and I got the okay to go down. And yeah, of course I'm in, let's do it. So uh, it was me and Jim and one of Jim's uh, previous clients he's known for uh, for quite a long time from uh, from guiding and uh, fishing guide, guiding and all that stuff. Um, uh, David. And um you know, I, I'd never met him before, but you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do it. You know, let's all, uh, let's head down there and, you know, go hunt some hogs. Right. So this was a hunt that was offered up by uh, Jerry Russell. He's got a property in Georgia. And I think uh, Jim said he put this up on the, the PBS uh, Facebook page. And there's certain blocks of times, I think that's like, like one per month throughout the summer. Right. So we were going to be the first block of three days. It was, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, June, I don't know, 17th, 18th, some, somewhere around there, that, uh, that, that time frame. And we were going to be the first ones there in like seven months. So I'm like, heck yeah, let's do it. So, uh, this, this podcast is basically just kind of our recap of how that whole thing unfolded, how, how it all came about <clears throat> the successes, uh, some of the failures, um, some of the heartaches, that, you know, heartbreaks, that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, it, it, we, we just kind of go through it all. And then it's and not only that, though, we do talk about in, in, in the kind of the last part of this, which is just as important to me, is we talk about our gear. And I'm not talking about, like, setups and kind of geeking out over, you know, arrows and bows and bow, broadheads, that kind of stuff. But the gear we actually took and used on this hunt. Now, this was three days of pure, pure, just absolute, like, deluge of of water right rain every single day except for a few hour break from when i actually shot my my pig um it was absolutely pouring buckets and buckets and buckets of rain non-stop dangerous you know like uh you know line of thunderstorms moving through periodically uh, we talk about this on the second day on the tuesday it got really really sketchy um just imagine I, I've never been this wet, this soaked for this long. It was three days of nonstop, uh, complete soak to the bone. I mean, everything you have, your boots filled with water, um, just pounding rain for hours at a time. Um, and if it wasn't doing that, then it was raining like regular rain and sprinkling on you. It was just uh, you, you never got dry. Uh, everything you have is completely soaked. Everything in your pack is completely soaked. Your equipment is pretty, you know, your weapon, your arrows, all, ev- everything, right? So 
what really came out of this, other than a really, really cool experience, um, you know, this is one of those type two fun things that we talk about. Um, other than what came out of that was a, kind of uh, a good test of gear that uh, I previously would have thought would have, you know, proved better or survived better um, that didn't. And this is everything from you know, like fletching, you know, feathers and when, you know, what happens when they get to your bowstrings, to, you know, your, uh, to what you're wearing, to your boots, to electronic devices like your phone. I mean, your phone is probably like the most important thing. I know it's kind of sad, you know, but it's probably the most important thing, you know, that I carry into the woods because, um, you know, whether you can navigate with or without one or, or not, it's a communication device. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, I rely on it way more than I should, but let's face it. I mean, we all do. There are a lot of us do. And, you know, when it gets wet, when everything's soaking wet, there is no place to, there's no safe harbor for any of your electronic devices. Um, you know, we can try baggies. We talk about what Ziploc baggies, you know, the good and the bad of them. Uh, they're only as good if, you know, you don't get any water in it whatsoever. Uh, your, your stuff needs to start out dry. Uh, it can't start, you know, it can't be wet. And, you know, you hope to kind of dry it while it's still pouring on you and then put it into somewhere dry because it doesn't happen. Um, anyway, su super, super important, really eye-opening stuff um, <clears throat> between that kind of, you know, like, like I said, your phones, uh, you know, cameras, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, you know, headlamps and all your other emergency equipment that you're, you're thinking you're going to rely on, even the backups. Um, when certain, when it gets soaked to a certain point, it doesn't work, you know, or it works for a time, but you can't, or, or it's, it's intermittent and you can't really rely on it. So um, it really kind of opened my eyes to some things about, the things that I expect to work in an emergency situation should I need it may not be may not be working. I mean, and you don't have to be out in soaking rain for three days. I mean, what if you fall in a river? What if you uh, what if you do get caught in like a like a freak thunderstorm and stuff gets wet? And um, you know, do you know how your how your gear is going to survive? So that that was just as important to me uh, for this trip as a learning experience as it was. Um, you know the uh, hunting uh, hunting hogs and everything so anyway i was able to shoot a really really nice sow uh she was about 100 pounds every bit of 100 pounds she was she was over that probably but and that's like a realistic 100 pounds and um you know came back with that i've got uh, i've got her in the in, in the freezer don't know if i'm i'm probably going to split it up half and half I, I a lot of times i do like fancy stuff with it you know and like shanks this and braise that and this i decided i'm just going to grind up i'm going to grind up most of it or i'm going to or half of it into sausage and then the other half i'm going to uh, i cubed it all up and i'm going to can i'm going to can it and i'm going to can it uh, along with some some venison too that i that i need to can some deer um because I, I like doing that and it's a good kind of source of or like, like a quick quick easy meal you know down the line it doesn't take up freezer space and um you know when you're when you're you know short for time you can uh make a quick meal out of uh, something like that so anyway that kind of stuff I'm, I'm i'm pretty jazzed about so uh what else here i guess uh this is july 5th that i'm doing this intro we recorded this uh, episode yesterday so happy uh happy july 4th hope you guys had a great great weekend um Obviously, uh, some of the little mini commercials here, right? Uh, the podcast brought to you partially by the PAC, Push Archery Center of Knowledge. Great courses out there, amazing courses. Um, the, the, the tuning course is fantastic, right? I, I highly, highly recommend that. All the other ones are fantastic, but, um, you know, if you're into, there, there's something for everybody over there. And I finally actually got to use uh, this EDC Skinner Light from uh, Hiko Ido Knives, right? I did a, um, a YouTube video on it. 
a while back. This was back in like the winter, and I said, yeah, I'm gonna try and put it through its paces and hopefully, you know, get to actually, you know, use it in anger on on, on something. And and uh, I did. So it worked out fantastic. Um, you know, it is a it's got more of a skinning type blade, you know, belly to it, and um, you know, I don't know how it was gonna work with you know in the field. Now I didn't end up gutting this deer or this uh, this pig rather. I didn't end up gutting it. I ended up you know just you know skinning it and then you know de- either either deboning or uh, quartering it out. And for that, it works fantastic. You can actually do more precision stuff with it than you than you think you can. The edge held up fine. Uh, I don't care what knife you have. I always end up, you know, whether you're working around bone and hide and stuff, I always end up having to touch it up a little bit. So I always have like a ceramic rod ready to go when I'm doing that kind of stuff. And I have to touch it up, uh, you know, once or twice, I think. But, I mean, that's just my me being like super anal because I like stuff like super, super sharp. So... But, um, yeah, it was great. It was very handy, uh, you know, r- really light. It's good in the hand, and you can get a nice kind of slice to it when you're, when you're skinning. You can get a good, uh, and you can do more fine work than you think you can, believe it or not. I was, I was very, uh, very impressed with that knife, so uh, pretty happy about that. So I'll, I'll leave links in, um, uh, in the description for, uh, in, in, the, in the show notes, okay, for, uh, for, for all of these things. And uh, I believe there's still a... Um, uh, a discount code. I think it's like ten dollars off, five or ten dollars off the EDC Skinner Light. So I'm, I'll leave that too um, in the description. So anyway, uh, rambled long enough. Super happy. Finally got the monkey off my back, and I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I mean, my year's been made already at this point. I, I'm just so happy. So. Um, yeah, five year, five year journey. So if any of you guys are listening and you're kind of new to this or you're struggling with it or, or what have you, then, you know, just, it's just stick with it. Just stick with it. That's all I can say. Uh, stick with it. Cause, uh, five years is a long time, but, uh, you know, the, the juice is worth the squeeze. So, all right. So with that said, here is our uh, Georgia hog hunt recap with Jim Desias. All right. Take the report. The screen is always slow to tell me and then yeah, all right, cool. cool. My screen cool. says it's that you're recording. There we go. Cool. All right. So, uh, welcome everybody, Boning Soul Podcast, and uh, welcome Jim Desias. We um, it, it's been it's been a few weeks here. We've been we've been trying to. Um, it's been a few weeks since I put something out anyway, and uh, I was waiting for this one because this was the uh, the recap, the hog the hog hunt recap that we had down in Georgia. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, pretty excited to talk about it. Yeah, that was quite a trip, right? <laughs> it, it was something, really man. It, it, it was something. So, so here's what I thought we could do. Um, first, I thought we could talk about how this whole thing kind of came about. And then we'll just talk about the trips, the highlights, lowlights, that kind of stuff. And then um, I also wanted to get into uh, our gear and not just kind of like, like geek out on gear, like setup kind of thing. We can talk about that. But um because of the conditions that we were in and i've never hunted in anything for like that for that long um some equipment um things that we could talk about where yeah what yeah what held up what did not what was you know what we thought would um you know that we might have to rely on let's say in an emergency situation or something that's in your pack or in your kill kit or whatever um did it work did it not work because some things um it shined a light on a few things that was kind of like eye-opening to me, which was good because I, we didn't need it as far as, you know, emergency kind of stuff, you know, or nighttime, that kind of thing. But there was some things that uh, that failed and um, it, it might be good to talk about that stuff. So um, anyway, so back to the beginning here. So this was like a few weeks ago. Uh, so we're recording this at the what, July, July 4th, right? Happy, happy birthday, America. Yeah. Um, 
uh, yeah, d d damn the tea and the Brits. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just kidding. But um, beginning of about a month ago, right? First week of June, it was. I can't remember exactly what day. I get a text from you saying, "Hey, I know it's last minute. Um, I'm, I booked a hog hunt in Georgia. Uh, do you want to go?" Hey, by the by the way, it's like in a week and a half. And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh crap!" Uh, immediately, I'm like, uh, "Yes, but I need to uh, I need to ask the family unit." So, um, and then they gave the okay. But but talk about how you kind of came up came into the hunt there and then and then we'll go from there yeah sure I, I was on facebook i think it was the um pbs page um the professional bow hunters um society but it could have been something else I, i'm not sure it was i mean so many groups i can't remember but i think it was that one and he so uh jerry russell from russell outdoor guides posted a hunt uh, some hunts actually availability for hogs for hog hunting in georgia and then I saw that he had one coming up right away and I just got on a, I'm a teacher. So I just got out of school, didn't, you know, I had some time. So I was like, geez, I could do this. Like I could do this, this like in a week or so, or a couple of weeks. So I started texting friends. I think I texted Dalton first, Dalton Lewis. <laughs> Boy, sorry about that. Emra. And then I, I know I feel a little bitter. He shoots enough stuff, dude. We don't need him killing <laughs> any more critters. <laughs> he could have probably taken his limit, but um, yeah, and then I then I texted you and then David and a couple other buddies and then you know with such short notice um, we didn't have a, a hard date in mind but just sometime in June and and uh, so yeah it was it was great that David right away said he could do it and and then you and then you texted back that you're, you're working on it and I think within the hour you you said yeah let's let's do it so yeah I was super stoked yeah no that was good. Um logistically it works out for work because I'm, I'm usually um, my normal work schedule is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I also go on Wednesdays and then also Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I work at my, at my buddy's place. Right. But that was, that, that was easier to kind of offload. But um, all I really needed to do was take PTO off for the Sunday uh, from my real job and, uh, and a little bit for Wednesday as well. So um, that part wasn't, um, that part wasn't too bad. Um, the big one was actually my uh, my daughter had been scheduled for eye surgery uh, that week. I think that Tuesday, I believe it was. And, uh, you know, nothing major, but I mean, it's still surgery, surgery, you know. So then I kind of ran it by them and uh, they said, uh, no, go ahead, go. You know, um, you, you know, you don't ever usually go on these kind of things or whatever. So I got the OK from the wife and the daughter. Right. So um I could uh, go without too much of a, you know, I'm still with a bit of a guilty conscience, you know, I mean, your daughter's going to surgery, but I mean, it was, it was pretty minor. So, um, yeah, I got the okay to go. And uh, so we said, okay. So I called you back, let you know. And then here, here's my deposit. Take my money before I change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Lock it in. Which, yeah. by the way, you and I still have to square up on the hotel. I still owe you money for the hotel. You never oh, got back to me on that. that. Yeah, yeah, I got money. Money, fool. I don't believe what people say about you. you actually, are honest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, yeah, it was a Sunday, and I said, okay, well, I'm gonna drive. Well, I was do, of course, of course. Then you go into like last minute panic mode, where like, okay, which bow am I gonna take, or which bows I'm gonna take, which setup I'm gonna take, you know? And um, luckily, I got everything squared away with. Uh, uh, you know, really great setups for both my my uh, Pacific stick and my Elkhart, right? And I'm like, all right, well, if the opportunity provides, I'm going to try and shoot one with one. And if, I, if I'm if i lucky, then I'm going to take the other one, you know, just, just to kind of 
spread the joy around kind of thing. So yeah, that's um, the beauty of traditional yeah. archery, right? I mean, you don't, it's not like a, it's not really seasonal, you know, you, you shoot year round and most, most guys that do this are prepared pretty much like you are just like at the drop of a hat to get up and go grab the bow you like and the one that's shooting well, that's tuned, you know, and you're and just last minute sharpening arrows and then go. That's what's cool. Yeah. About it. Exactly. Anyway. Last minute sharpening arrows, all that stuff, you know, which pack am I going to take, you know, how's it? Cause we've never been on that property before. So I don't know if we're going to need you know, to haul in a lot of stuff or if we need to haul in or out meat or what it works, you know what I mean? So, um, anyway, decided on all that stuff, which I didn't even know which car I was going to take, you know, it's like, well, <laughs> what's the property like, you know, if I take the, if I take my Elantra, you know, I thought it was getting 36 miles a gallon. I actually got like 42 in that thing, which is just wow. amazing. I'm like, holy crap. Um, but my, my Jeep, the Wrangler gets like 21 <laughs> or 23 mm-hmm. or something on the highway. So, um, of course we're trying to make this, you know, on as much of a budget as, as, as we can. So anyway, so I left, um, I left here six o'clock Sunday morning. Uh, the hunt was going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? So, um, my plan was to stop a little bit and sleep, but then like you, anyone that's even been anywhere near the Atlanta area knows that you could be like an hour North of Atlanta and it could take you four hours to get to the other side of Atlanta, where if you drive through at certain times of the day, it'll just take you an hour to get through Atlanta. So regardless of if I stopped or didn't stop, uh, or, you know, I'm sorry, if I stopped, I was no matter where I stopped that first night, if I was going to stop, then it was, I was still going to hit Atlanta. Um, and it was just going to be a nightmare. So I said, you know what, I'm feeling good. I've got coffee going, you know, (laughs) um, I'm just going to, uh, drive straight through. And it was like a 19 hour drive for me, um, 19 and, and some change or whatever, plus, you know, plus fuel stops and, uh, you know, bathroom breaks and all that stuff. So I knocked on your door at your hotel at like two 30 in the morning or something like that. Um, so I was feeling pretty good, yeah, tired, but pretty good. And then, um, yeah, you, uh, you, you, you checked into there like that day, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty fortuitous. And then, um, let's see the next morning. What do we do? Do we, Oh, next morning we kind of, uh, we gathered the troops here. David was already there, right? I'd never met David before, you know, um, met, met him. You, he was a former client of yours, right? That's right. Yeah. When I was doing hog hunts, he, he, he came a bunch of times and, uh, we also fished together a few times. So yeah, no, yeah, probably 10 years, probably known him. Yeah. Good guy. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's always, you never know like who, who, like if you're going to go, I don't care whether you're hunting with someone or going to a party. I don't know. Like if you're going to get along with somebody or whatever. So I think we all got along just fine. Everybody, you know what I mean? Like there was no, mm-hmm. um, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was a really good, you know, glad to meet him and everything. So, um, but of course we did the obligatory Walmart trip, you know, to stock up yes. on everything, <laughs> you know, yeah. everything from, uh, yeah, you know, Gatorades to, uh, to hairspray. Uh, which is going to come in later here when we talk about equipment, but I'll get to that in a bit. But, um, you know, just food, snacks, that kind of stuff. Um, and we knew that the the cabin there, the little shack that was on the property, uh, had a, a fridge there, right? right there. I think we did anyway. Um, luckily, it did because it, had, it was it was a, a big, big you know, full, yeah, yeah, big full size fridge and full size freezer. You know, we're like, heck yeah. So. Um, then I guess we just went right to the property, right? I mean, maybe. I think, yeah, we went like around 11, like way earlier than I think yeah. he, Jerry suggested going to the stands like around five. Um, yep. But we, we got there way early and, and uh, 
it was cool because then you can kind of ease into the hunt. You're not like rushing to get on stand and we hung out and camp for a while. So that, that was cool. Actually, remember we, when we first went through the gate, there was a pig out in the pasture and we put a stock on it. That's right. That's right. Um, so we got there. Yeah, we, we, we opened the gate and it's like um, 11 o'clock, I think in the morning or 1130. Yep. So the way this is, so there's like a big long road kind of leading in and you look out into this big, kind of big open pasture. Right. And um I, I spotted something like way on the other side of the tree line, kind of like blondish, right? I'm like, oh, it looks like a pig over there, I think. And then, but but he was, it's kind of like over like a bit of a rise and back down. And I think Dave saw it too. He said, oh, no, no, I saw yeah. that too. And mm -hmm. we're like, okay, well, he was, he was more suited up than I was. And I'm like, hey, go, go for it. You know, we'll do a quick little, you know, stock. So we, had, we hadn't even gotten to the shack yet. We're literally at the gate. We're like, okay, this is going to be good. <laughs> we're, we're, we're already seeing critters. You <laughs> good know? start. Good start. Yeah. So, um, of course, we didn't see it after that, but uh, we start slowly walking the field. We kicked up that tiny little fawn. That was the cutest damn thing I've ever seen. I mean, we yeah, nearly stepped on it. We were like, what, three three paces away from that thing when it sprung mm -hmm. up in front of us, you know? Yep. I, I so, got that on video, too, because I was, I was rolling in case we encountered that pig. But, yeah. That's right. Really, yeah. So, really so the hunt... So yeah, so the hunts on your channel, uh, the uh, Mangroves to Mountains podcast channel, right? It's outdoors. Uh, Mangroves to Mountains outdoors. Outdoors. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's on there. So you see the, and, and you were pretty quick on that camera because I, I didn't think you were going to be able to catch it because that thing sprung up and started running. But you you see most of of that fawn um, mm -hmm. in, in your video, you know. But we saw it right when it sprung up in front of us, obviously. And then you get you got to record pretty quick. That was that was pretty that was pretty cool. Um, so anyway, so then we went back and then kind of got settled into camp, you know, I mean, you want to talk about the kind of shack layout there? Yeah, it was, um, you know, nothing fancy, but pretty much everything we needed. It had a, a big deck, which came in handy when uh, the weather changed for the worse shortly after we got there. So um, with, yeah, with fans just, with fans too. So it was nice and kind of um, at least get yeah, some air in there. Yeah, we had a had ceiling fans on the porch. So um and the, the cabin had electricity and AC and it, it cooled off really quick in there. But we were, we were pretty much on the on the porch um until it was time to go hunt. But yeah, it's a it's yeah. a great setup he's got there. I, I thought I was really impressed. I mean it's not a, a fancy setup, but it's got everything you need. He's got bow holders, he's got uh, there were some climbing stands there if you wanted to use those. There was a, a double stand with a, a block target to practice out of. Um, yeah, it's, it's just really well set up. I thought well planned out for uh, especially for trad guys, but really for any hunters. Yeah, uh, he had he had a gambrel uh, out front too, gambrel, uh, with yeah, the voice and stuff. Gambrel. Yeah, uh, which I was going to message him actually. I was going to say, hey, that thing doesn't uh, it do it doesn't hold very well. We got we got it kind of fix that uh that gamble you know the ratcheting part you know yeah that's right yeah yeah it dropped, it, no yeah that that kind of failed on you at one point later it did fail yeah <laughs> that's okay though um so yeah so basically we just kind of got looked at the maps and kind of got the lay of the land there was th there was three stands we were going to do we just kind of picked you know hey who wants to do what we don't know anything about any of these stands um and then i think uh you called jerry um yes yep you know and he kind of kind of talked because he wasn't there right um he just told us you know where everything was and the keys and all that stuff and um kind of talked to through you know hey the stand is good for this the stand is good for that you, you know that kind of thing and then we just kind of picked stands and now the over overarching theme of this whole trip was weather right where there was mm -hmm. a chance of rain and thunderstorms like every single day right we were looking at this and we're looking at uh 
we were looking at radar and the entire time we were there, there was this big, massive, slow kind of counter rotating system um, that covered like most of freaking Georgia, it seemed like. But mm-hmm. um, it was very, very slow moving, very, very slow rotating. And then we would just get hit with uh, bands of rain and, and, and things like that. So um, you guys were looking for a break in the weather to go out and I, and i'm just i'm just i'm so impatient right i'm like man I'm, i just want to go i just want to sit i'm just happy to be hunting right so this is like two in the afternoon i'm like i'm gonna go i'm gonna walk to my stand i'm gonna try and find it you know and um so i think mine was the farthest right um yeah i mean i because i only because i think mine would have been a farther walk but i drove part of the way and like came in a different gate yeah you had to go back up, up and around in. yeah yeah yeah, you had to go back up and around to yours. Otherwise, a, d- a direct shot would have been closer. But yeah, you had to kind of drive a little bit, come around. Yeah, and but, you definitely um, had the longest walk by far. So it was, I, I redid the math on that, by the way. It's point, point four three miles or something, like point four three something miles. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that'll that'll come in later. But um, it's it's an easy walk if you're just walking. It's it's like, you know, down a field, down, you know, make a legend, down another kind of long field. And, you know, we, again, we've never seen these stands before. We've never seen the locations. And, um, of course, when I get there, uh, it starts raining, right? Um, drizzling and then hard and then, and then really hard. So now I'm in the tree line now and I'm like, all right, I, I can't see where I'm going. I mean, it was raining so hard that, uh, anybody that wears glasses knows, right? Like sometimes when it gets to that point, you, it, you see better with your glasses off, even if you're blind as a bat, like I am. So between the rain and the humidity you know just fogging up i'm like i can't find this freaking stand it was only supposed to be like 50 yards in or something like that um so i leaned <laughs> i leaned up against the tree for as long as i could uh you know as you do when it rains in the woods right you're like okay i got a natural umbrella here and if it's not raining too hard you're you're okay right but pretty soon there's just the weight of all that water just big massive droplets i mean you're it's it's like you walked under a waterfall you're completely soaked and i'm like well i guess this 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 is what it is you know and uh you you can't fight it you can't stay dry everything you have is soaked you know you're trying to protect your phone and everything um to the point that my phone didn't take a charge until the next morning, like an actual full charge till the next morning, because it does that moisture detected thing, you know, on, mm-hmm. on your iPhone. So anyway, so I sat there leaning against the tree, um, you know, going, okay, well, I don't know where I'm going. I'm not going to stumble around. Of course, in the back of my mind, it's like the whole time it's like, okay, this is going to be like spiders and snakes and all that crap down here. You know what I mean? I don't know. And it's, of course, I get freaked out about that stuff because I can't stand the, those freaking critters. So... At pretty much like an hour, um, hour, an hour and a half, I just stood there, <laughs> just getting completely drenched. I, I was yeah, we were, gonna wand, wander around, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were in camp thinking, like, is, is he gonna come back? Or no, I don't. Then I, the more I thought about it, I was like, no, he's gonna stay out there until that feeder goes off. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much rains. I could see maybe lightning, but it, I think that day it was just rain, right? It wasn't that day was it rain. was just rain, and I thought, well, I'm. It got to a point where it's like, okay, I'm already wet. I mean, I'm com- not just wet. I mean, like, if you were to so, jump in a pool with all your kit and come back out, that's how wet you are. Everything is completely soaked and weighs about 50 pounds heavier, right? So I'm like, well, just I'm just going to w- – what am I going to gain by walking back, right? But I was walking back to the trail to kind of reset my bearings to find the stand after kind of let up a little bit. Well, on my way back, 
I looked to my left. I'm like, oh, there it is. I had walked too far. I'd walked about 50 yards too far um, for, you know, and, and I hadn't seen it because it was you know, just pissing down rain, right? So um, I go, okay, there it is. There's the ditch and creek you got across and this and that. So, all right, so across it. And um, yeah, I just, it had kind of let up. It was still, it never really stopped raining the entire time. It was always like a little bit of drizzle, a little bit of droplets here and there, but the, that deluge stopped at least. So, you know, I climbed up in the stand and just set up, you know, I took my Elkhart that day. Um, just, just because, um, it was first up to bat and I had a little more confidence in the, um, not, not from actual experience, but just in, in the back of my mind. Um, I, I have shorter arrows for that thing. Um, for the ASL, for some reason, longer like full length 32 arrows tune better out of it and they hit great but um in the back of my mind i'm thinking like well it's a long arrow if i hit something does it have that kind of whip effect you know for penetration um you know all these things that it's just untested with my stuff because i don't really shoot a lot of crap right so um anyway so i took the elkhart first day and then sat there and i think i was in standby this was about 4, 4.30. I think I finally got settled into the stand, you know? So I was out there for like an hour and a half, two hours, I think. <clears throat> yep. And then the feeder, yep. the feeder didn't go off, wasn't going to go off till 7.40. So you were there hours before the feeder was going to go. Not That's not to say the pigs couldn't show up at any time because they, they kind of just go to the feeder when they're hungry. I mean, the yeah. feeder going off gives them like an auditory cue to go, but it doesn't, it, it's not like... They won't come sooner you know often they will so well that's just it i mean my my previous experience um in florida you know at, at like you know baited you know pick your pork places is like they're i mean you pretty much have to kick them out um as you're getting to your stand and they're just kind of milling around you hear like snorting and grunting and stuff you know a bunch of them mm -hmm. um and as soon as it goes off it's a mad rush you know it's uh uh you know like a black friday sale you know in a walmart kind of thing it's um so <laughs> So I was just going to sit there and it gave me time to, you know, get all my stuff together, try to dry off my phone. Um, and then that was, you know, number one with like, okay, uh, everything is wet. My phone, I definitely didn't want to get damaged. A, it's communication and B, it's, you know, it's expensive. Um, and I have Ziploc baggies, but I mean, if any little drop of moisture gets into your Ziploc baggie, um, do you know how hard it is to dry out a Ziploc baggie <laughs> or anything plastic? <laughs> it's almost impossible. Um, yeah. So then when you're putting your phone in with that stuff, well, now you're just putting it in there with like moisture that just moisture, gets spread, yeah. spread around. Yeah. I mean, just a, a few drops of, of rainwater in like a, a Ziploc baggie. When you, once you shut the, shut the thing and, you know, stick it in somewhere, well, it squishes flat against the phone. Then it gets under the screen. I mean, it's not as waterproof as you think it is, you know? So I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is going to be tough. Um, so it gave me a chance to, um take some uh you know like pretend shots right i didn't i didn't think like, i'd come to full draw um we're only about like 10 11 yards away from the feeder you know it was a ladder stand and the feeder was off to my nine o'clock and you know the whole time i'm like okay should, should i stand up you know if i was standing up i was a lot closer to the tree less silhouetted uh if i sat down on the first step um i had a little i had a little better lower um shot angle Right. Because I was concerned about shot angle, too. I didn't want it to go too steep. So all these things, I'm sure anyone that's ever sat in a tree stand before, you know, kind of goes through in their head, like what's the best of or, the, you know, the least uh, 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 bad option kind of thing, you know. So 
Um, lots of squirrels came in. Some fat rabbit came in, sat there for a while. I mean, I drew the, on that sucker like five, six times just to kind of get my nerves, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> settled in, you yeah. know. And uh, I mean, if they were legal, I'm telling you, like any, 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 like deer hunt pig hunt whatever turns into a small game hunt for me if if they're illegal to take right but um yeah those those squirrels the bunnies and all that stuff i mean they're so anyway so that was pretty good um but in the meantime you guys got settled right i mean how, how was your how was your stand um well jerry had to because it was kind of mine was kind of the trickiest to find so i like i said earlier i had to drive to another gate park and then there was a lot of down trees so i could only drive so far so then he was on the phone with me and just kind of walked me into my stand. So and it worked out perfectly. I mean, there's there was orange tape to the stand, but it would have been hard to find on my own. Like I couldn't have just followed it, I don't think. Um, especially that that initial time going in there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I got to the stand. The area below the feeder looked like a bomb went off. There was so much pig sign, it was crazy. Really? He had told me it was gonna be like that. And uh sure enough, and Anyway, I got up in the stand, and then it's a ladder stand. Um, I'm, I have a pretty strong fear of heights, and especially, uh, well, this stand had a very small platform to stand on, so the, the seat was comfortable. Um, so I'm sitting on this metal grate-type seat, like most ladder stands have, and then, but to stand and shoot would have been, <laughs> I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people that could have done it. Um, that's probably what most people that hunt that stand do. They probably stand to shoot, but it's got these these railings on the side where you're when you're sitting down. There's like kind of you can put your hands down like where your knees are. There's two little kind of bent into an L shape to go back to the to where you're sitting. I don't know, I'm not explaining this well, but anyway, so I it's felt like a little side of, rail, right? By, like by a side your rail, knees. yeah, yeah, like a side side rail by your knees, but. The stand was facing like directly at the feeder, so I couldn't really sit down and shoot without twisting and kind of contorting to the I'm a righty, so I had to kind of turn to my right in order to even get the arrow pointed at the, the feeder. So just an awkward shot. Again, you know, it, that's just what you have to deal with when you're bow hunting, especially if it's not your stand. You know, I would have set it up a little bit different, but yeah, it was a, a great area. Um, and I do want to get into the hunt itself, like what I saw and all that, or do you want to just, well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you actually saw that much, uh, pig sign because the entire time there, like my walk back and forth, um, anywhere around, I saw it like zero. I mean, like no rooting, no, um, like maybe like a track or two here and there. Um, no, no poop. No, no. I mean, it was just like, like nothing. Like I wouldn't, you, anyone that's hunted pigs, right. you know when you see rooting right it's like holy crap it's just like completely tilled up um nothing like that at all i was really surprised yeah there was some there was definitely some rooting on the way to the stand um not as crazy i've seen that i've seen at other places um but there definitely was rooting and i saw some trails and where they're crossing the creek and all that but um yeah yeah i'd say the three the three because i saw all three stands and the feeders the most sign was at the one that i was at for sure but, um, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like I've seen, like I said, I've seen places that look even more, uh, more, uh, it's probably because the, um, the, the underneath the feeder was really wet. So there were just thousands of tracks there. So it was really muddy kind of, so, yeah. um, that's part of it, you know, because it's just a wet area. So they just hold sign better. Hmm. 
So yeah, because you got to see all, like you said, all three, all three sites. Because um, you sat in in the one I was in. Uh, what the second morning or something like that? Second maybe morning. right there. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that and that was a. I mean, I, that was a primo spot. I I liked the way that setup was. was. Really I mean, pretty. I could I could turn and shoot. I could stand and shoot. I had a good. I don't know. Good swath of. Um, um, I did, I did, I did snap off some limbs and stuff here and there, just kind of right by the tree. Um, and then the, the last day when I took my ASL, I snapped off some more just because, um, it's just the longer length of the, that lower limb, you know, yeah. but, um, it was, yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty sweet spot. So, um, yeah. So then we start texting, of course, as we do, right. Um, we're all settled in and, um, kind of making fun of like how wet, you know, well, I am, I guess, but I don't know how I don't know how wet you guys got when you were walking out there, but um, there was just nothing you could do. And you know, I'm I'm just trying to keep like like fling my you know when you kind of spin your arrows, kind of fling off water just to get those mm -hmm. feathers kind of back up even temporarily. Um, you know, everything was just soaked, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna pick my best arrow here that looks that looks the best, and just kind of set up and. Uh, got the GoPro going on my head, you know, did a little mini interview kind of thing. I'd never actually used that thing before. It's a GoPro Hero 7 Black. Um, I tried to use it once or twice, like years ago. I got it as, as a Christmas gift, and I think I got it. Um, I saw the compound. I went like squirrel hunting, and I tried to capture some shots, and it just it just didn't work. But I, I, I'm way better at using it now, you know, going through the menu options and stuff like that. Um, which, by the way, uh, before I forget, on the on the drive home, I was listening to some old, uh, you know, Jason Sam Kovac uh, uh, podcast, yeah. and mm -hmm. he's got a couple on GoPro and GoPro settings. So the entire oh, time yeah. I'm driving, yeah, it's 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 a ways back. I can't can't remember when it was, but I'm like, oh, I wonder what my settings are. Um, those weren't the settings that were on there. But then I went through and, and kind of went. He he talks about like, hey, set it to this because it doesn't affect this anyway, or set it to this because if you do any higher, you, the, the human eye can't even see it anyway. That kind of thing. So I was like, oh, it's just good good info out there, by the way. But yeah, I gotta look for um, that. that yeah, helpful. yeah, yeah. It was it was really useful. Um, so anyway, I got the GoPro on my head. I've got, you know, whatever, and just, just kind of settled in. And, and the uh, the feeders were going to go off at 745. Your guys just went off because we're all texting. Mine's, I'm like, uh, mine's still not going off. Um, so 750 is when, when mine went off. And still nothing like came charging in or anything like that. And then you sent me a picture, I think, of those like little piggies and the mama, I think, right? At your, um, at yeah. your stand. Yeah, they came in, uh, I think it was four of them, like maybe 30, 25, 30 pounders. Um, and then this, yeah, this 25, sow, 30, maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the sow was kind of to my left in the real thick stuff. And she got within about, she was, you know, definitely close enough for a shot. But I just didn't have a window to shoot her. And, and yep. she was real, didn't want to go to the, to the feeder she was growling the whole time i don't know if she's getting a little bit of my scent or, or what she, she knew something was up and um mm -hmm. so they they gave me they just stood there and ate every kernel of corn i mean just fed around right under me right in front of me and if it had been the last day i definitely would have shot one of them but uh, just to have some pork to take home probably one you could keep cook whole you know like yep yep that's the one you kind of spit roast basically yeah yeah um, exactly so, so she never gave me shot and she never came in, um, just growled a lot and hung back at the real thick stuff until they ate all the corn and then they just left. So, so about yeah. eight o'clock, I hear this mad rush of like little scurrying of little hoofs, right? You know, running in and there's like those exact same four came in 
And I took mm -hmm. a I took a picture of it and I said, oh, uh, the littles, right? And then you're like, oh, well, they were just at my stand like 10, 15 minutes ago or whatever. And I said, yeah, I'm, I said, I want to shoot something bigger than like, you know, 25 pounds or whatever. Because I knew like either mama or like others would be following it in, right? So I'm waiting and waiting. And then we're just kind of going back and forth. And uh, I said, oh, I hear the mom come. So the mom comes, same thing. She would kind of charge in, not charge, but she would kind of like trot in, snort, uh, you know, snorting at them and just all, all in a huff and stuff. Right. Now the, the, the little, the little piggies are just like, they're just gobbling up everything. They don't care. Right. Oblivious. And the mama yeah. is like, no, no. So she would kind of charge at them, stop, turn around and then like trot back, like trying to say, Hey, come on, we got to go this way. Let, let's go. You know, like you got, you get all that on video too, which is really cool. I got a little bit of that part. I got a yeah. little bit of that part uh, in the very beginning of that video of, of, Prior to the shot, you see her for the, the last time she kind of charges in a little bit, turns around, goes back. Um, she did that a few times and um, the, but the other ones weren't having any of it. I mean, it's kind of like like that, like that mom at the mall trying to wrangle four kids like, come on, let's go, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the, and, yeah, and the six year olds aren't having anything to do with it. They're like, no, no, we're just going to, you know, whatever. So um, so she was grunting at them, like whether to be like careful or, Hey, this is, this is danger kind of thing. But, um, the, you know, the, the piglets weren't having it, you know, they they were just sitting there. So then finally she came back in again and she started to feed a little bit. She wasn't happy about it, but she's like, oh, all right, you know, so snort, snort. And she starts eating and I drew on her once. And I think you can see in the, um, there was some leaves covering, uh, that. And I'm like, so I let down again. Uh, maybe, I mean, and the camera angle from my head, uh, is different than my eyesight, obviously, right? Because I got the girl on, on my head. So maybe I did have a better sight line, but maybe it was just for nerves or something like that, right? Kind of like mock draw. And then, uh, you know, I was looking for like a quartering away shot, you know, and mm -hmm. she came back in again. Now you see me kind of let down and then draw back again. And I just, you know, picked the spot. And in the video, I said, I didn't, I said, I don't think I came to full draw, but I came to full draw. I just didn't kind of do the feather to nose kind of expand. But I mean, I was damn near there. Um, and it, uh, yeah, the, the shot looked good, you know, and or the, the everything looked good. So I just let the string go and, you know, smack, you know, and then got it, got it on camera, you know, my first, uh, you know, shot, anything shot on camera, basically. That was, that was pretty cool. I actually got that shot. Um, and then she spun around, did a squeal, came back or ran back, uh, you know, the way she had kind of, she, the way she had come in from. See, the piglets came in from like a same, like my, 11 o'clock position let's say mm -hmm. um no that's that's wrong well the way i was facing them but let's say the let's say the feeders to my nine they came in from like the eight o'clock ish 8 30 ish kind of position mm -hmm. um and then the mom actually tried to circle a little bit because that's the way the wind was going uh she was trying to circle downwind just a little bit but she could only go so far because there's a, there's a big ditch in a creek there so then she kind of came in more from like like my seven you know um yeah that's right so anyway so she um so she ran back and i watched her the whole time um again in the video all you see is like some leaves after the shot but i'm my my eyesight is below those leaves right <clears throat> just because of the height difference of the camera in my eyes so uh and i watched her crash and i was like okay well i'm like well that was quick and i'm watching i'm watching it so she went over like a little bit of a rise and i mean like this is like a 12 inch 16 inch maybe rise in a little bit of bush <clears throat> and i lost her i'm like okay well is she just quiet or 
or is she dead or is she just like quiet and still still going right i'm watching 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 and then finally i see like this my arrow um my feathers do this half moon kind of sweep across the ground from left to right which is when she like rolled and snapped my arrow off and i'm like okay she's done you know <laughs> and <I'm> like, <clears throat> you know that i could breathe and then uh yeah so that was basically like my first uh, my first you know big game kill with uh with the trad bow and and that was from the time you hit her to the time she was down was just seconds i mean it's just seconds um the last morning when, seconds, when yeah right. this, so this is monday night wednesday morning i didn't want to muck up anything there until we were leaving uh, um i got down from that last sit uh walked over to where i shot her walked over to um where i found her and you know from the first night's video i say well you know she didn't go i'd like to say she didn't go 20 but she didn't go 25 well it's actually she went 18 yards <laughs> that's it and done stone that's dead awesome. 18 yards i walked over there so i well before i got down i have no patience i say i'm gonna wait like like 10 15 minutes yeah bullshit basically it's like three minutes by the time it's tough you know yeah. i took a compass yeah i did the robert carter thing you know took a compass bearing to where i last saw her just you know from the tree um and uh got it was like 224 227 i can't remember so when i got down packed up my stuff and then you know like 10 paces in i saw her lying there so i'm like sweet you know so and it went in hard quartering like there was some pink pink like long long bubbles and you know froth kind of coming out her right side and my arrow was broken it was lying i don't know like a few feet above her head kind of thing and she was uh there was no exit but that 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 thing got full penetration hit the offside shoulder snapped off my arrow i mean and when she was running i'm sure it chewed up a lot of stuff like we didn't oh, we yeah. didn't um you know we didn't uh you know we just deboned it and quartered it like we didn't um gut it or anything like that but um that offside shoulder the left front shoulder was not usable all i could get for meat for that was, was the outside of that scapula where you got like the dished kind of you know shovel mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah i scooped that stuff out but everything else was just completely bloodshot same with the shank um you know and i love that stuff i love that meat so i was kind of, yeah, kind of pissed that it was it was all but yeah, like yeah. pigs and deer yeah and i texted you guys i'm like pick down picture and all that stuff and then um jerry didn't want us to leave anything out there right i mean he wanted us to bring that stuff back to the shack um yeah. and i'm like man this the sucker's heavy she was she was every bit of 100 pounds um because they're Definitely, like little tanks yeah. right um yeah i mean easily easily 100 pounds um like a, like a real hundred pounds, you know, not a, not a Instagram hundred pounds. So, um, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to start dragging this thing, I suppose. So then just to get, you know, just to get to the main kind of, uh, field, the, the, the big long kind of field that you walk down, it's kind of like a power line thing, but, but it's, a gas, it's, like, it's, a, gas yeah, it's a gas line thing. Yeah. yeah. But if anyone knows what like a power line field looks like, um, same thing, you know, um, and yeah, God, you got to drag her like down that ditch into that Creek. And the creek isn't well you can hop across the thing but it's like four foot down and four foot up right so you, you drag this thing down and you got to drag this thing up and um and then the entire way back uh you guys are still hunting um david had taken a shot on a on a pig that you know uh, wasn't sure what kind of hit he got on that so you guys were kind of tied up doing doing that and i'm like well, i'm not gonna wait for you guys i mean i'm not gonna ask you to you know so i'm like i'm just gonna start dragging well that turned into again I, I did the thing on onyx the the map tool it was like 400 and uh, sorry 0.43 yeah 0.437 miles 
you know, just under half a mile. And it is uphill. <laughs> it's a very slight grade uphill. And it kind of like the, the way it, the terrain undulates, kind of goes down and then back up into a little little bench and then down about up into a little bench. But the mm -hmm. whole thing is a big grade. And good Lord, it's like 90% humidity. And it's I'm just, I'm, I nearly died. I dragged it the entire way back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm never ever you had on your back you had on your back at one point right on your pack and then so I strapped it I've got this Kuyu Venture 1800 right um it's not exactly it's not really like a meat hauling pack I mean I've hauled boned out deer in it before you know and quartered out deer in it before but not you know and it was a small deer but um and the pig would easily fit in there if I would have boned it out or deep or you know quartered or whatever but Again, kind of following Jerry's wishes. Um, I think if I were to do that in the future, you know, I would ask him if we could just kind of drag it off, I don't know, 100 yards into the brush somewhere and then just kind of debone there and just pack it out because, God, that's, yeah, I, I, I tried strapping it to the pack. Uh, this poor thing is straining, um, you know. My pack, my uh, my shoulder strap started like a couple of the stitching on on either side started to like snap and give way. You know, I'm like, oh Jesus, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and. I, it for more than like a couple like, like 100 yards or two and i'm like no uh this is i'm, I'm gonna this is worse than dragging it uh, it was just so heavy um so then yeah i mean it was just, <laughs> it was a lot of weight back there i mean a lot of weight i'm, I'm not i'm not freaking cameron haynes you know i'm not an aaron snyder i don't i don't i don't haul out half an elk in one shot so there's no way um so i let it down and then kept dragging and then uh, that's when you guys came back. Uh, finally, when we met back at the shack, we all kind of got there at the same time. Um, yeah. And then. Uh, yeah, because you know, I remember telling David, like, should should we drive down there and see? And then as I'm saying that, you're walking around the corner, like <laughs> dragging this. Yeah, he yeah he met me like a hundred yards from the. He met me a hundred yards from like from from the shack, right? He starts yeah. walking up. He's like, "You want some help?" I'm like, "You know what? I dragged it the entire way. I'm gonna finish this hundred last hundred yards." <laughs> stubborn motherfucker so i just yep. i just started uh yeah I, I finished i finished the drag while we were talking i'm like oh i'm gonna do it myself <laughs> <laughs> stupid but stubborn i hear you know i hear you i personally would have probably waited for the truck but that's you know you know well again uh, you guys were tracking uh david steer oh that's uh, right at that uh, point his, we were trailing his. yeah yeah and i didn't want you know i'm like they're tied up i'm not doing anything you know, other than I can take my time, um, you know, I just pushed it a little too hard, but you know, I, I wasn't going to have you guys come. I mean, if you guys were done and stuff and whatever, yeah, I'm like, yeah, come on down help me out, drive a truck and we'll, you know, heave the, cause you, cause you could get, you could get down, down there with, uh, you know, four wheel drive, right. Yeah. Um, for sure. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a problem. So at least that day, maybe not <laughs> that day. day, no, yeah. not the next day. So yeah, we, uh, we strung it up and then put it on the gambrel and, um i started deboning um gave me a good chance to use you know product placement here uh this 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 knife from uh hiko ito knives you know i uh he, he sent me this knife like i don't know several five six months back and i said well if i ever shoot something i'll definitely do a review on it you know i'll see how it works but um and it worked great i i use that i use that and an, i use two knives i was kind of going back and forth um this is called the edc skinner light and it's got more of a, a little more of a kind of belly on it like a skinning blade belly and it worked great um and if you're not going to gut something out which we didn't this worked just fine uh it worked just fine for doing all that you get a nice sweep on the blade it's pretty light it's pretty handy i mean it, it worked great um i don't care what knife you have uh, you always have to touch it up and sharpen it with a little ceramic stone or something like that or whatever 
and I did that with this and you know but that's just part of the game I mean nothing stays sharp forever so um no it was it was really good got all that stuff uh put you know in the coolers you guys went back out trying to trying to uh, look for uh uh David's hog still you know see if you can find any more uh any more blood right yeah the way you described it um when he shot it I thought he had heart shot it and it, it went down he stopped it down twice and from the stand and we could not find one drop of blood and it wasn't raining at that point so it's not like I, I think when he shot it it wasn't raining so um yeah so there should have been blood and I, we looked and we looked the next he no i didn't he looked the next morning as well and we, we couldn't find anything we found where uh it dropped the arrow it had a, a he had a lighted knock on his arrow but i think it just never he had such a deep angle on the shot i think it you know it stuck in enough to run off with the arrow but i don't think the arrow actually made it into the rib cage i think it was like between the the front leg and the ribs i think it just kind of stuck yeah. in enough to hold it took to run for 30 yards and then flew, flung out so i think he just that pig probably made it couldn't find any blood nothing and that i've been in a lot of pig tracks and it's really rare to not find at least some blood you know it was crazy that yeah we didn't but and he was shooting I'm trying to think do you remember what what broadhead he was shooting i don't think it mattered really where he hit it i think any broadhead I thought no, he was that using wasn't that. Wasn't the broadhead's was fault? Is what I'm trying to say. Like I think it just. No, no. I think it was a bear, the new bear razor head. I thought maybe. Or oh maybe yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it was sharp. I checked out his arrows before we went out, and they were very sharp. I mean, sharp, hunting sharp, hunt ready for sure. And uh, just bad luck with the. Yeah. With the no, it's just, it's just. And I didn't have any blood on mine either, um, mm -hmm. because that arrow stuck in, the entire time um until she crashed and flipped over and broke it off so there was no exit per se um and of course the entrance was plugged by the arrow when she was running and again yeah. i don't have the experience with you know what's better like hey do you want two holes or do you want that thing in there kind of chewing up churning up stuff you know all i can tell you is i guarantee you that that arrow because I, I was shooting an a standard and or whatever broadhead it would have been i think it would have been the same result um I think her running that hard and chewing up the amount of damage that I saw um, just on that shoulder, uh, I no doubt in my mind it contributed to her like crashing like in 18 yards. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's you couldn't place the arrow any better than you hit her. That, that's yeah, and you can see it. I mean, there's a little bit of a, when the arrow hits, there's a little you know, you shake the camera moves a little bit, but you can I slowed it down and I zoomed in a bit, and you can definitely see it's like a perfect quarter away hit yeah and i was trying to make sure i i got you know like take the perfect shot you know what i mean and i think yeah. by that time my nerves i had drawn drawn a couple times um you know on everything from squirrels to rabbits to everything you know just to kind of get you know, shake my nerves out and i was like okay i was i was pretty calm when i did it and then i got pretty you know um i got pretty excited like afterwards you know i didn't do the fred eichler thing you know but um <laughs> Yeah. it was more like surreal like finally i knew i could do this finally you know it was like a big monkey off your back because you know i was thinking of renaming this thing to bow hiking soul podcast you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway so you guys came back uh no dice we packed everything up um we took the my my pig back to um back to the uh hotel I was gonna, and, and i brought down like uh, butcher paper and all that stuff in the little tote that i brought down so we were just you know we, we cleaned it and luckily we're on the ground floor and it was a garden hose right in front of our, our door <laughs> so i could just spray Perfect. all that shit off you know 
and I could yeah, spray out idea. the cooler. It's, yeah, totally fortuitous, right? And I could spray off the cooler, no dirt, no mud, no blood, no nothing, right? Like super, super clean, wrapped everything up, you know, uh, butcher paper and stuck it in the little mini fridge we had. And then, and I'm like, well, why did I just do this? Why don't we just take it back to the to the shack tomorrow and just stick it in the freezer? So it's going to be frozen solid. So um, that was really good. So I, everything was wrapped up in the in the freezer the next morning. Um, you guys went out first thing. I'm like, I'm too tired. I'm sleeping in a little bit. Yeah. Um, you guys are going to try and stock in to the stand at like kind of gray light. And I think, did you guys have any encounters with them or did you spook anything away or? No, I think I, didn't I hunt your stand the, that you morning? Yeah. yeah. And I had trouble finding it. I didn't realize how far it was. So, but they hadn't been there. There was still corn on the ground. So I guess the area was still kind of spooked and, and I, I, can, I still hunted back, like around 8.30, I still hunted back to the to the cabin. But, um, yeah, I didn't see anything. I don't think David saw anything either. And he looked, like I said, he looked, again, for blood and for his pig, but no luck. So, yeah. And he was stuff. happy because his corn was gone, right? So he was really afraid that um, he thought he might have boogered up the area by searching for that pig the other, you know, the night before. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, they weren't disturbed at all. They came back, I think. Yeah. A couple of weeks of pigs came back, and he just wasn't there when they were there yeah so that was good so I, that kind of gave him hope for for the evening yeah <laughs> for the evening so this brings us to tuesday afternoon we're like okay um we got one little cell those it looks like it's going to kind of split us you know and then we should be good well same deal i start walking back this is uh this time i waited right till four or something or whatever so we all kind of went out together i think <laughs> and the rain started again and more rain and more rain. I'm like, okay, well, I, I sat through like an hour and a half of this like downpour yesterday. Oh, and I'd spent most of the day during the day in the hotel with the little tiny hair dryer trying to dry off all my stuff. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, <laughs> the room stunk to high heaven because it's like dirt, you know, dirt, dirty pants and, and boots oh, and yeah, whatever. Just dirty socks, wet socks. <laughs> it's gross. So, um, I went out dry and it turned out less than 20 minutes later, I was completely soaked to the bone again. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I waited it out, climbed into the stand, sat there for about, I don't know, maybe an hour, not even an hour. And within that hour, it got from bad to worse and worse to really bad. Um, I thought, and, I can, and this time I was like, look, I got a dry Ziploc. I'm not going to pull my phone out. I'm not going to check the radar every two seconds. This will, you know, the storms, it'll blow over. Well, it, I've never seen raindrops this, this, I mean, they were like the size of my thumb and it was coming yeah. down. Like you know, I, I've told people, like, if you've ever gone to like a water park and you go underneath one of those like waterfall things where it dumps on you, um, it was like that. And it was like that for like an hour. I mean, just absolute deluge. And then I'm like, Oh, well, this has got to stop anytime soon. Well, then the wind picked up. And then we started to get lightning <laughs> and then I saw limbs. I heard a tree crack and fall not too far away um, across the, across that field. Um, I heard, well, I saw a big branch, big limb uh, come down on the other side of the feeder, <clears throat> you know, not Oof. like 50 yards away. I was like, Oof. you know, and I'm sitting in a metal stand. I took the ASL that day. I've got a 66 inch, like, you know, stick in my hand. I'm like, this is stupid. Um, and then the lightning got really bad. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting down. So now I got to make my way back to the cabin. Well, I'm not going to walk in that open field. 
right? No <laughs> but I had to cross it, if, like kind of zigzag cross it a few times, right? There's a fence you got to cross and things like that. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. So I would wait until the lightning would go off, right? And I thought, okay, well, this gives me at least a little bit of time because it's like discharged, you know, before yeah. the electricity builds up again. So I'd like run across the field and then I kind of make my way. I was trying to walk along the tree line. I thought, well, you know, if I'm under the tree line, at least like it could hit, you know, one of like a thousand trees. You know, if I'm in the middle of the field, it's 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 one of one of one emra, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, and it was so bad that 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 field, like I said, was sloped. Um, at certain points, um, and this is like a like a relatively, I mean, there's like ditches and like in high low spots or whatever. But I mean, you're walking on grass. It was so bad that the stream that was running down that power, but that that um, what do you call it? It's not power line gas road. Line. Uh, gas line road was like mostly covering the bottom of my boot, like the foot part of my boot. It was that much of a stream. Um, so it was just it was unreal. Like sheets um, of water. Just... Well, rivers of water. That whole rivers. thing turned into like yeah. one big river coming down. Like I couldn't believe it. Like I said, my boot was covered in, in a lot of spots, just walking on on grass. I'm like, holy crap, you know. Um, so anyway, made it back. That was really, really sketchy. I've only been out in lightning and rain. That was that low lightning before, like once before. Yeah. And that was, that was, yeah. And it is not something you want to do. I mean, it is, I mean, I it scared the shit out of me. Um, yeah, I so, actually, for me, I, when I decided to get out of the stand, I, I ran most of the way back to the, to the mm -hmm. Jeep. That's lightning started going off and I had to cross some open areas. I would jog with, you know, it's heavy pack. I did all my camera gear and all that. Yeah, uh, I was running like to, to, for my life. I felt like because uh, I've had some bad experiences in Florida with light caught out in lightning and storms, and uh, I wasn't having any of that. So yeah, it was. No, it was it was it was terrible. Also, I, I had to cross like, the creek, and I was worried that the creek might have been too deep because to, like a flash flood, you know. And I thought, maybe yeah, I, I saw your picture or your video. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I wouldn't even be able to cross the creek, you know. So, but I was, and got back to the car. But yeah, it was it was. Never been out in rain that heavy, and then the lightning was an added bonus. So we all got back. Uh, we did that little video on the porch there about all of our boots, but completely oh, yeah. filled with water. <laughs> uh, that was crazy. And then, uh, like you said, it was it was beer thirty. We're like, screw this, we're done. Um, it was tempting because there were some points where it would stop for a few minutes. Yes, and then and it was like maybe we should go back out and. Actually, Jerry later, uh, before dark, sent me a, a picture because he's got those cameras that, that um, go right to his phone. I can't remember what they're called, but uh, take you know video. Well, it was cell actually cams, just yeah. pictures. Yeah, cell cam. Um, and there was a big bore at uh, David's stand, like in the middle of all that that lightning and rain. And they were still feeding. So they're still at it. <laughs> he's like, "Is anyone sitting at that Norse feeder?" I was like, uh, "No, <laughs> right at the cabin." But yeah, no, no and then, and you you kind of feel like a little sissy. You're like, oh man, maybe I should be out there. But we went out to dinner, and it was still like raining pretty decent the entire. Yeah. I mean, it did not stop. It didn't stop all night. So we're like, you know what? We made the right decision. Um, because every now and then thunder would still come through. We could still hear thunder and stuff when we were at dinner, right? When we were sitting That's at right. that place yeah. or whatever. So, um, yeah, it was a a oh, for sure, for sure. Um, so the next morning we were all going to leave like mid, like Wednesday, something. Uh, so basically it was like, cause I had a long drive back. Everyone had to drive back and 
I was going to leave after the morning sit. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to go out in my jeans and, you know, long sleeve or whatever. Um, I, I gave up on trying to dry everything else off again, oh, yeah. you know, it. wet boots and everything. So we I packed up. The last morning, I didn't even bother with boots or self-soaked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I wore my, yeah, I wore my boots, but I'm like, screw it, whatever. I was just changing. Cause I, my plan was just kind of change from there and just go get on the road. So, um, we did get there pretty, you know, pretty early. We were in standby. God, we were in standby five o'clock, five fifteen, maybe at the most. Um, yeah. and it really doesn't get light out there until like six fifteen, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like sunrise is earlier than that, but it's still like pitch black in there and you can't really see anything until about 6.15ish. I think 6.10, 6.15 is what I remember. And, you know, nothing came in. I think that other rat, that rabbit came in again and a, a couple of squirrels came in, but um, nothing else really. So I sat there till about nine and of course it started to rain. It started to rain at about eight o'clock. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. Then it got heavier. Then it got heavier. Then it's like, oh, geez, come on. So got down, walked back um not nearly the uh the, the terrifying walk as the night before that was bad but um you know soaked again of course and, and everyone's like all right we're done <laughs> yeah we're yeah. done everyone everyone is kind of licking their wounds drying off stuff and packing up and then uh, i wanted to get out of that field because i drove my car there because i'd been riding with you right but um the last day of course we checked out of the hotel and uh, um I'm like, well, I'm just going to drive my car there. I didn't want to get stuck there because there's like a dirt road you go down. And I uh, thought, well, maybe if it gets muddy enough, wet enough, I don't want to get stuck with this, you know, Hyundai Elantra here, right? So yeah. um, get on there, you know, basically pack up, get all my stuff, uh, you know, say our goodbyes and get on the road. And then I was watching the weather the, the whole time. And more of that stuff rolled through like hours after we left. I mean, like, like big, you know, red line you know crazy thunderstorms um just pounding that whole area like day after day after day i was like well today would have been a washout too like i didn't feel bad about it you know yeah the evening would have been a washout and then had, then they had a real long drive after that would have sucked something wet so, yeah you texted yeah, me like are you home yet I think was it Wednesday night? Yeah, Wednesday night. You, you texted me like, "You home yet?" And I'm like, "No." And I was driving through Iowa, and I did. This is about nine something ish, and pitch black, northern Iowa. Um, no, southern, I'm sorry, northern Missouri, just before the Iowa border, and I nearly smoked a deer. I mean, like super close to just completely like demolishing a deer. Uh, it's this road is like pitch black. It's uh, State Route like 27 or whatever. If anybody knows that. Um, and it runs basically north from, um, you know, you take it out of like St. Louis, you know, you kind of go around and then it kind of curves up and yeah, then it goes that. basically, yeah, like 64, mm -hmm. I think turns into 27 or something like that. Pitch black, pitch, pitch black and, uh, kind of rural, nothing around, no, you know, cause it's a dead straight road, not many cars. And, um, yeah, I was in the right lane and half of this deer was crossing from left to right was in my lane and luckily no one was in the left lane i mean i swerved i swerved hard um and if i missed the back of this doe it must have been by inches i mean the heart just pounding like holy oh, crap yeah, scary. you know and i realized why everybody on that road uh annoyingly drives with their with their high beams on well oh that's why God. and i'm like you know what screw it i'm just gonna drive my high beams on screw everybody else i never do that i hate people to do that but i'm like no, i'm not gonna so then i would wait for a car or a truck to kind of catch me 
And then as soon as they passed me, I'd get right behind them and then have them like run kind of like a bulldozer effect, you know, or like a cow catcher. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I ended up stopping at a truck stop and then uh, finished, uh, you know, slept for about four hours and then uh, finished the, the drive Thursday morning. And basically it was good. I got home. I kind of cleaned up the meat a little bit more and then rewrapped it and froze it. And now she's all cut up and I'm going to make sausage and I think I'm going to can a lot of it too. So that was, that was, that was my trip. Yeah. That, that last morning actually <clears throat> pretty eventful for me. I, there were actually pigs at the feeder when I got there. So before the feeder went off, it was probably leftover corn from the night before. Got to hear, I could, it was still dark, but I could hear them in there, like just low grunts, like just their feeding sounds, you know, mm -hmm. that they make. And then they moved off. I waited in the dark because it was, you know, not shooting light yet and then <clears throat> made my way up into the stand and I got situated and then the feeder went off and a group of I think it was three three mature like full grown I'd say like 125 to 150 size it was a boar in 2000 and a bunch of little ones like really little ones and it's kind of you, it's deceiving in the video a little bit because it looks like, oh my God, there's a perfect quartering away shot, but they came in so fast and started feeding. I wasn't even positioned. My bow was still on the hook. Like I still, I had to get ready, like get the camera going, get the bow down slowly, get, I had an arrow on the string, but, and then get my body turned enough to get a shot. And like I said, it was a weird kind of the way it was set. Um, it's more like I, with a compound, I've been super easy. It could just set there any you know turn my body just a little bit and shot but with the trad bow i didn't i was trying to get clearance of my feathers i mean my my arrows in the lower limb from that bar on the side of me and and when i i finally got the shot that i wanted i took the shot and the stupid arrows hit that bar and threw off the shot i missed by like four feet it's pretty ugly but uh and i got a yeah, light, light knock tough. so I got to live with that shot for a while, but you know, in retrospect, I don't know what else I could have done. Um, I thought I had clearance. I drew a couple times and then, then took the shot, but yeah, just screwed it up. And it was just, I wasn't comfortable enough to stand and shoot. If I had a stand and shoot shot, I probably would have had clearance, but it was just, like I said, a really small platform. Uh, there was no way I was doing that. Next time we go, um, would you bring, would you bring, uh, like your own stand or climber or just, or just be on the ground because i mean there's other trees in there that you could and he had a climber there too he had a climber uh by the shack that i'm sure yeah, we could have used. Yeah. yeah i'm sure we could have used um you know or if you're the you know lone wolf type or whatever whatever right i mean you, you could set up like kind of close to there um yeah mm -hmm. and, and you're not super comfortable out of a stand anyway but no. um what what would you do would you be just be on the ground next time or what yeah, after that miss, I actually got down on the ground and set up um, like 10 yards into the thick stuff. And I, I've killed a bunch of pigs at feeders from the ground and and in stalking too. And I know I know it would have worked. You know, if they had to come in, I know when to move. I can read their body language well enough to you know be able to get a shot. And I think you get a better. You're more likely to get a, a pass through. You know, when you're on the ground, when you're on the ground, you know, at least an exit mm -hmm. hole. So. Um, I just more comfortable with that, be, be, not just because of the heights, but also just, you know, in terms of shot, uh, making a, a successful shot, you know, yeah, it's a better for the ground, I think. But yeah, I may, I'll probably bring a stand next time. That spot, I was, when I was in that stand, I was looking around at trees like, oh yeah, I could definitely pull it in there. I just have to trim it out a little bit. 
because you could get away with being like eight feet off the ground with these things, especially sure. where yeah. I was because it's so thick. There's no way they're going to pick you off, you know? Yeah. So uh, you just put it at the height you're comfortable with and trim a little bit and that would have been good to go. I think it would have been cool if like we had three days of, of sunshine, you know, not, oh, not yeah. complete, complete soaking rain that we would been able to do a little more spot and stock, maybe um, just yeah. have a little more fun with it kind of thing. But um, like I said, I'm, I'm counting my blessings. I finally got one down. Um, you know, it sucks that you missed and, and couldn't find David's. But uh, God, I mean, you know, other, other than that, I mean, it was it was quite the adventure. What do they call it? Like type two fun, you know, <laughs> like type yeah. one fun is when you're oh this is great this is fun and type two fun you're just miserable but you you you, you go through it you live through it you're like that ah, didn't kill me you know and you look back on it you're like god that was kind of fun. <laughs> and it worked out you know it worked out for for you so i was so i was very stoked i was really pulling for you guys the whole time but david had killed several pigs before so i was really like in your corner hoping it was going to work out you know so, yeah i mean i've i've killed a bunch i mean that's, that's probably my i don't know 13th 14th pick probably i mean with rifles and uh compounds and all that but um it's my first first anything bigger than squirrels and, and a rabbit so um mm -hmm. i was i was pretty happy about that it's really, really oh, happy yeah. about that. so i finally monkey off my back and um you know well, i'm like i'm in the club <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know? excellent so um real quick here so we can talk about gear a little bit um some some of the things that that, that i found kind of I, I would think that you know all of us as, as hunters or whatever we're like okay well we have this emergency kit we have whatever um and if we need it we're gonna we're gonna rely on it and it's gonna be there but there's some things that that i use that at least for me that that just kind of failed on me and i was like oh um one of them was was uh well let's start with the feathers right when we went to walmart that first day i'm like okay well we're gonna be in the rain probably so i'm gonna try the uh the, the hairspray thing on the feathers i've never done it before right so i just went and bought some i don't know whatever the cheapest uh hairspray was it wasn't scented but they were all scented but at that point i'm like well if it's if, they, if it's a scent they're gonna smell it whether it's you or the hairspray right so yeah. um so it was like tresemme or something or whatever so we sprayed um I did both my both my bows, all the arrows, and it didn't seem to do a damn thing. No. Um, maybe it's the wrong hairspray. <laughs> I know people use uh, like like that powder that you shake stuff in. I know. Um, I've, I've had good luck with that actually. I've used that in the past. That that yeah. does that does work. I don't know if it worked in this kind of rain because that was ridiculous amount of rain. You know, for hours. This was hours. yeah. This wasn't like oh I got caught out. You know. Um, in a bit of a sprinkle or like when you're walking by in the morning dew and your feathers were up against you know foliage and stuff no this was a, let's like like take take you and your bow and your backpack and jump into a pool and then swish around in there for an hour and then come back out that's kind of what it was um yeah. so that didn't work so i was trying to like fling my you know when you kind of spin your arrow real fast kind of fling off the feathers and um or fling off the you know get the feathers to kind of stand up a little bit so you know I really haven't tested. You really should. I really haven't tested my my broadhead flight, you know, with completely like no feathers um, or or totally matted down, which it probably should. Um, there was enough feather there to steer, though, um, for sure. It wasn't it wasn't completely matted down. I was able to get them up a little bit. Um, so yeah, so that I'm I'm not a fan of trad veins. I've tried the trad veins. They do have a little bit of a bump when you when you uh, when you shoot them off the shelf because I think the the trad vein kind of does a little rolling you know it's one piece right so it does kind of like a little rolling 
uh, curve as it's going past uh, the shelf, whereas a feather, each individual feather, it's not a quill, each individual feather or whatever you call it, like like lays down, right? So mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's, it's a different effect. It flies a little differently. At the ranges we're shooting, would it have made a difference? I have no idea. Probably not, but um, so yeah, so feather, feather maintenance, feather waterproofing, that was one. Um, talked about the phone. You know, if you, we, we rely so much on, you know, for emergencies, for checking weather, or for communicate, whatever, for the phone, right? I rely on it like a ton. Um, once you lose the ability to actually like swipe your screen because it's wet, you know, uh, it really is a challenge. I mean, mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, you could if you're if you're relying on it to navigate out or call call somebody or check in or, or whatever. I mean, that, that could have been, you know, that could be potentially an issue. And like I said, my phone. So I have an iPhone was it 11 or 12 or something. You know, it, it wouldn't take a full charge until like like the next morning, basically. Um, mm -hmm. You plug it in and it would say, you know, moisture detected. And, and there's like an override mode where you can kind of force it to do it, I guess. But um yeah it just it just wasn't taking a good <laughs> good charge so um everyone's like oh we'll just put in a ziploc baggie well the ziploc baggie works until the first drop or two of, of of water gets into that ziploc baggie and then now you just basically created like a little steam pocket um you know exactly. in that ziploc yeah. baggie so it's you know be careful with that um i always bring like a little like a little hand towel or something like that like one of the little hotel like mini hand towels um for my glasses and things like that but when that gets soaked that gets soaked right that's out of the question um <laughs> when i was taking apart uh that's that first well the second morning tuesday morning and i was taking apart all the um i laid out all my gear it was completely soaked everything kill kit whatever uh you know broadheads were getting rusty um you know that's that's one thing uh that's easy to knock off but um i've got like a little like fire starter kit i've got mm -hmm. you know backup uh backup batteries i've got a backup flashlight i'm sorry a head headlamp in my headlamp um my backup head was it a backup one can't remember one of them no my main one that got completely soaked um that one wouldn't work until i dried it out uh inside mm. um which was like oh that's not what I was expecting. I thought they were a little more sealed than that. And mine's like a Petzl, like Tikina, Tikina 2 or something, nothing fancy. But um, with the amount of water that that thing had to put up with, the first night when it was on, it was fine. But then when I went to turn it on the next morning, um, it had gone into, you know, past the battery compartment into the circuitry in the case and stuff. And it wouldn't turn on until like I pretty much like let it had to kind of air out a little bit. Um, and it's hard to dry it out because it, it is rather sealed, but not totally sealed. So the moisture coming out of there takes a while. And if you're relying on, let's say, a backup uh, headlamp or even a main headlamp, and you're in conditions like that, or you fall in a river or, or whatever, uh, that may not work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I a lot of times I'll use a because um, I do a lot of kayaking, so I'll use a dry bag. You know those kinds that you kind of mm -hmm. roll them and then clip them. And that that will uh, keep the moisture out for sure. Certainly better than the Ziploc. But if the stuff's wet, like we got such a deluge of rain so quickly that everything was wet before you, I would have even been able to put it in there. So, like you said, yeah. it would have been just like a little, uh, like a a chamber full of moisture that's mm -hmm. just uh, humidity 
uh, condensation within that bag because it just came on us so fast. It's like there's no way it could have gotten it in there dry. And um, I didn't even use my good video camera at all on this trip. I think I did when we first got there from that fawn. But after that, I was just pretty much using my my older Canon that, you know, got wet or ruined. You know, it's no yeah. great loss. But, yeah, that's how bad it was. I couldn't even use my good camera for most of the hunt just because of the rain. Would have been it, 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 was, it was a good... So yeah, I mean it was a good test. Um, honestly, I'm glad I'm glad it happened because now I know that hey, this can happen to my headlamp. And even though I'm relying on it, and I have backup batteries, um, and I have a backup headlamp, but if that backup headlamp is just as soaked as your main one, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I better keep that in a drive because I keep that in my I have like a, a kill kit slash emergency kit, right? It's all together, and I've got like a little a little Altoid tin that I think that I made too that goes in there, but I mean, all that stuff gets soaked. So maybe mm -hmm. if you're going to try and keep some of that, um, you know, a dry bag, like you said, is a good idea, but you got to get stuff in there before, before you need to, before you need to, because yeah. when it's pouring down like that, you just, it's, you can't get stuff in there and, and be dry. It's got to start out dry. Um, you know, my, uh, what do I have in there? I like little band-aids and things like that in there, which, you know, no big deal. I mean, I, when was the last time you actually used a band-aid in the woods you know i mean it's either going <laughs> to heal itself or like you're in more deep shit but yeah um those were all completely um oh completely soaked batteries you know if they get in if you're wherever you're storing them um you know if they get if they're in like a, like i said a little altoids tin or whatever uh if they if that gets completely waterlogged i don't know is it going to rust everything out um you know if you have fire starters you know i've got the little uh, uh vaseline soaked uh, cotton balls you know, mm -hmm. they work great. Um, but, uh, oh, lighters too. Here's another thing. Um, I had a, you know, you know, the whole, like, I'm, I'm totally like, like the one is none, two is one, you know, right. three, three is yep. better. Um, just the other day or last week or whatever, I was at the, the range over here and I was shooting something and I needed a clock, a broadhead. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I switched the broadhead out to another arrow and I was going to shoot that one. And I like them horizontal. And I'm like, oh, crap, I don't have a lighter on me, right? So in my car, right, my normal car emergency kit, I have, you know, a lighter in there. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like a big lighter, but then, like, it wouldn't it wouldn't really work. Like, the flint wouldn't spark um, after a little bit. Um, you know, they're kind of little, little mini cheesy, like, metal, uh, you know, safeguards on there and things like that. I'm like, well, okay, well, I if, if I were to rely on this one, let's say I was stuck somewhere and I needed that lighter um it wouldn't have worked you know yeah, that sucks. Uh, yeah so just just little things like that it's like you, you think things are going to work even like you think backups are going to work but until like a certain thing fails on it then how do you know that the backup isn't going to fail in the exact same way you know what i mean if that makes any sense mm -hmm. so um yeah this was just a good 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 thing for gear you know keeping dry flashlights um <clears throat> You know everything from from ropes too. Like I mean, if you you know where uh, I use my uh, my tactic saddle as my harness in the tree, uh, and my normal you know eight millimeter climbing ropes. But I mean when ropes are like completely soaked, you know everything just takes a little longer. Uh, it's, it's it's tough to do knots. It's tough to move stuff. It's tough to undo stuff. Um, yeah, I mean you just your boots. You know when you're completely soaked and and drenched. You know if you're wearing boots and you got your your pants like tucked in. Uh, to your boots, which, you know, I did for ticks and everything like that. I mean, I was soaked in permethrin the entire time anyway, but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, all that water just gets funneled in, not from water actually like, like 
rain falling in, but it's it's soaking in like your pants are completely soaked. Your pants, yeah, yeah. And then the water just kind of migrates down your pants and fills up your boots from the inside. You know, it's it's. Um, Good thing yeah. it wasn't like forty degrees and raining. We'd have been in serious <laughs> trouble. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, and your bowstrings, your bowstrings too. Yeah. Um, everyone says not to over wax your bowstrings and stuff, but I mean the wax will help keep some of that moisture out of there. You know. Um, yeah. You know, when the mine other... came back, they were looking a little rough. I mean, I kind of, you know, they're fine now. You know, they're dried mm -hmm. out and I, I did the the wax on them and stuff again. But I mean, just, you know, and if you're using puff balls, right, they get, they weigh so much. That's why I switched to these, uh, um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, the, whisk, cat, cat whiskers. Know, the cat whiskers. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, they're not my favorite, but they don't pick up moisture and burrs and all that stuff that I get around here anyway. So just little things like that. You got to just, you know, you're, I, I don't think I could have taken my equipment through more of a torture test than that. Those three days. No, there's no way. Mm -mm. Not in terms of water for sure. No. The other no. issue I had with equipment was um, I had a string cracker and I gave David one, a backup one that I had. And long ago I lost the cap to keep the, um, the string inside the tracker. So um yep. so i was just using electrical tape to kind of cut tape over that hole where the string comes out well it got so soaked that um i lost that tape and then as i'm walking out i was like wait a minute worse and i looked down and there's this orange string going all the way back probably to the stand like hundreds of yards oh, of string yeah to the point where the entire thing was empty so so i just ball, stand and ball it in the video at the end but just like i keep wanting to buy like one that, What's that? I said I keep wanting to buy one from um, uh, like omnivores, you know, from Mark or something yeah. like that. Um, he makes like really good ones, but um, I've never had one. Yeah, but I keep wanting to buy one, even if just for like turkey season or something, you know. And not that yeah. I really went out at all this year for that, but just to have, you know. And then, um, you know, if I do the pig hunts again or whatever, that would be kind of, uh, I don't know if they're necessary, or not necessary. I don't know. It would just be something else to, to kind of fiddle with and have fun with, I suppose, just to test, yeah. you know. Yeah, David actually had one. the The pig that he shot that um, that got away basically, but he had a string, but it broke um, like fifty yards, maybe forty yards into the. I don't know if it was yeah. inside the tracker or if it just. I don't remember how it how it broke. If it broke at the arrow or at the tracker, but anyway, it failed. You know, but at least yeah. He gave but I mean, at least he gives you like a one. Right. Yeah, it gives you like a fifty yard head start at least. You know, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, see, we're an hour and 15 here. We should probably start wrapping it up. I got to get to work. But uh, well, yeah, anything, anything else on this trip that kind of stood out? I mean. Um, well, I definitely want to go back. In fact, I've, I've already booked for next spring. Oh, um, yeah, I, man. As soon as, I think I, even before I left, I was already texting Jerry that, you know, if you have something available next spring, you know, please. Yep. So he, he did block off some days for us. So that's good. And, uh, yeah. Not really. I think it was, a, it was just a really fun time, really fun hunt. You know, I don't have to kill something to have a have a good time at all. So no, and that was it. Um, I think for me, what stood out aside aside from you know the pig was we were in like some absolutely just terrible, terrible, terrible conditions, right? And you know, if if you're if you're not going to just kind of shrug it off and be with people who are going to shrug it off and be like, well, this is you know this is almost like funny you know this is this is what we're in <laughs> we're going to deal with this um i think attitudes could have been um uh you know if, if attitudes are bad 
then that completely ruins a hunt, whether it's whether you're having a good day or you know good conditions or, or the conditions we were in. And every, every all three of us were just like, I mean, we were we were complaining, but I mean, like no one was in like a foul foul mood. We're almost no, shaking our heads, laughing about it, right? Yeah. And if you had one of us being a complete like negative Nelly, like this sucks, and you know what I mean, then it just ruins it for everybody, right? I mean, you just kind of deal with the adventure, and and it's part of part of that trip. I mean, I re- I will remember this trip um, just as much for the conditions as I will for <laughs> for, for, yeah. for shooting the, the the pig, you know. So I think um hunting partners is you know the right or wrong you know is is very 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 important i think i think we all three lucked out on this one because i think we all had a good time i mean i know david was really bummed about about his pig and i've been there you know i've lost two before um so i know you know and i've um yeah i you really don't know what to say other than i sympathize but that really doesn't you know you still feel like crap you know but yeah um I think people just had really good attitudes for the conditions we were in and just kind of laughed it off. Like, okay, this is an adventure and you know, it's uh, it didn't kill us and we have something to talk about. Yep. Yeah, and you got your, not only got your first trad kill with for yep. big game animal, you got it on video. So that's, that's tough to beat. Yeah. I like, I like, I'm, I'm now that I'm kind of used to using that GoPro um, I'm, I'm kind of a, a fan of that now. So I'll probably bring that with me. Um, yeah. It'll just, it'll just sit on my head. It's really that, that, that one touch recording thing where you just kind of reach up and hit that button um you know that that works that works really good and i was really surprised at the quality of the um the video like there's no way you can sit in a tree stand and actually see um like close-ups of like impacts and all that stuff at least i couldn't you know mm-hmm. um if you're watching on a little mini screen but at least you've got it recorded um and it might it might show you some details but um yeah i don't know i mean it was i'm gonna keep using that thing so yeah it should for sure I can use the content <laughs> and I got actually, I got to get your way to, um, I'll get you a copy of that. I'm not sure. I'll figure something out to get you the, the video. I'm not sure either. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah. yeah. We'll figure that out. So, all right. Um, so where, uh, I mean, where at work and everyone watch this awesome footage and our, 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 our misery in our trip and everything like that. <laughs> yes. Um, the mangroves to mountains outdoors channel on YouTube, Mangroves to Mountains. And um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a whole bunch of plants on there too, not just this on a course, but yeah, you can check that out there. And um, if any uh, fly fishermen are listening, I've got, I sell flies on Etsy, it's called Everglades Flies. So it's all one word. If you just put in Everglades Flies on Etsy, my shop will come up. And uh, it's not just, it's not just uh, flies for the Everglades. I tie trout flies and bass flies and poppers and everything all species of fish so yeah if you, if you need some flies check that out i'd appreciate it cool all right my man so um first of all thanks for inviting me um, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I, had, I had an absolute blast i'll definitely want, want to do i'm in for next year uh awesome. for sure hands down um I'm, I'm in um so it was great it was great hunting with you again uh i want to do it more so uh, with that said, I suppose everybody, you know, if you like this content, obviously like, share, and subscribe to this, share the podcast, uh, share, uh, you know, uh, Mangroves to Mountains, share uh, Boning Soul, YouTube, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I think after that, we're just, it's pretty much prep for deer season. It's like July 4th today. Go celebrate. Yeah. Um, by the time you hear this, I hope you didn't blow any digits off or anything like that. Be safe oh <laughs> <laughs> with fireworks and stuff if that's your thing. So, um, all right. 
Uh, I'm going to let you go. So you hang out with me here, Jim, real quick. So uh, yeah, thanks sure. for listening, everybody. Yeah, bye-bye.